Percy, if there's any topic more difficult to come to grips with than death, I don't know what it is. And particularly as believers, because we're so uh, focused around living the abundant life and the life that God has given us. But the fact of the matter is the word of God has also told us that it is appointed once unto every man to die and then the judgment. How do we come to terms with bereavement and grief and loss when it becomes time to deal with that reality? That's our topic today, and we'll meet a couple who can help us with it. So stay tuned. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm so glad you're with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and yeah, it is difficult to talk about death. We avoid the topic all the time, don't we, Percy? We do. It's just something uh, within our DNA that just we try to run and hide from this subject and from this topic. And again, I believe it is because of the life force of God that's built into our DNA that fights for every moment of living and yeah. wanting to be alive. And the and the truth of the matter is, we're not really dying when we when we tap into the spiritual reality that we're going to be resurrected again and be with Christ. Mm. We're still living on, but just on a greater dispensation that's hard to wrap our head around because we're stuck in this three-dimensional uh, existence of this physical body, but we're, we're really not dying to cease to exist. We're dying to actually be resurrected to greater life, but we struggle with that transition. Yeah, right? we do. I, I grow a little irritated when I hear people say, well, death is a natural part of life. Mm. It's not a natural part of life. Mm. It's not what God intended at all. Well, it's not what God intended at all from the original plan and purpose of God, but it, it became part of the process to get us to the original plan yep, and purpose yep. of and God. And we're all going to face it, aren't we? That's sir, we are. If you haven't faced death uh, of a loved one, you you will uh, at some point in your life. So let's deal with it up front. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it openly, and let's talk about it in terms of Scripture. I'll ask you to turn to the Scriptures in just a moment. We have a resource that we want to put in the hands of our listeners that can further help you, even after we're done talking about this here today, when your loved one is dying. And again, this resource is designed, just as all of our resources are, to be an aid and an assistance of succinct uh, information that will allow us to work through the subject matter. And in this particular case, you know, what do we do and how do we begin to frame uh, a response and, and a posture and a position uh, when our loved one is dying? And so when that is happening, uh, we want to attempt with this resource to help equip you as much as possible to work through that process as, as well as you possibly can that will allow God to be glorified, that will allow you to be strengthened, and will be allowed uh, to your loved one to have grace and dignity in the midst of the dying process. Percy will introduce our very special guests in just a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thanks for subscribing to this podcast. If you haven't taken that step to subscribe, you can do that easily at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can also go to iTunes and find us there. And when you go to iTunes, make sure you leave a review of our program so others know what we're all about and uh, hear what you think of what you hear on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our inspiration comes from God's Word, and you've got it all queued up for us. So our spiritual nugget for today that will help really, really deliver and drive home this conversation is found in the 8th chapter of Romans, verse 38 and 39, that basically says this, For I am persuaded. What are we persuaded by, Wayne? Because that's the million-dollar question Mm -hmm. to this subject, because we need to be persuaded about something. That neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to be able to do what? To separate us, hallelujah, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This scripture today is helping to pin us down and help us to get uh, hopefully persuaded around the fact that there is something that we can rely upon that will not separate us from God's love, even death and the challenges that may come with it, that when we tap into that, that we will be able to work through that, we will be able to survive that process, and we will be able to move on to the other side of that. Today, we're going to talk about how and when your loved one is dying, how to work through that process and still be able to glorify God and be strengthened in the midst of the process. Recently, Percy attended the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And while there, he recorded this conversation with two very special people. Well, I'm excited. I'm here at the NRB convention and conference. And I have uh, Miles and Catherine Wise with me today. And they have a ministry called House of Peace uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about the work there. Miles is a licensed marriage uh, relationship and family therapist. And we're going to talk about today, as we have on this show uh, many times before, somewhat of an uncomfortable conversation, but one that's necessary, death and dying. Of course, when we talk about the cancer conversation, um, everybody does not survive cancer. Everyone does not necessarily uh, live through a bout of cancer. And we want to equip and be honest with uh, this audience and potentially help you. Again, the show is Health, Hope, and Inspiration to inspire you how to work through a possible process of death and dying if and when that should occur. So first and foremost, I want to welcome uh, to the show Miles and Catherine. Welcome. Oh, Percy, thank you for having us. We're so glad to be with you today. Well, I find you guys to be interesting and amazing on many different levels. We've spoken uh, before we actually started recording, and, and your work, your ministry, uh, and your practice is fascinating. Uh, your practice, again, as mentioned, is that you primarily have worked for 27 years uh, with marriage, relationship, and family dynamics as a therapist, correct? That is true, yes. I've been working for about 27 years in private practice. And we've also, with my wife, I've done marriage seminars from Hawaii to Siberia. So, 
So, Catherine, with respect to that, let's talk a little bit about how you have kind of engaged and get involved in this discussion. And what are some of the things that you are doing along with uh, the man that you sit next to? Right. So we're both licensed as ministers. So we love to see lives thrive. We love to see people come to their full destiny. And we love to see what God's vision is for each and every individual. You know, it's easy to see what's wrong with a person, but it takes God's heart and God's thoughts to see the gold that's in each and every one. So that's one of our passions is to draw out the gold that's in each other and uh, to draw forth um, the purposes of God. Praise God. I love the sound of that. And as the dynamic duo, that's what I'm going to call you guys. It sounds like uh, that you're doing just that. You're making deposits and impartations into individuals and helping to withdraw the gold. I love that. Uh, that has been deposited inside of God's people. As mentioned, we want to talk a little bit about death and dying. And uh, Miles, I know that this is in part and partial some of the work that you've done in helping families and individuals work through stages of grief. Uh, we know that grief is real. Uh, we don't need to be in denial about that. We don't need to pretend that that doesn't exist or happen. And we know that people, uh, in some cases, do die from cancer. The good news here is that according to the American Cancer Society, U.S. cancer death rates have dropped 27% in 25 years. There are more people who are surviving a cancer diagnosis today than any time ever in the history of recorded data about cancer. But that does not mean that there still are not those who potentially, who do die and may die. And we want to talk honestly about that. So from that perspective, let's talk about some of the stages of grief and some of the things that you help work people through and step them through with that process and just have a conversation about that. Well, as many of your listeners know, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, at the end of the Second World War, kind of mapped out, based on what she saw in the death camps in Germany, she mapped out the stages of grief that have come down through the decades to therapists and to pastors and chaplains. And if you could distill them down to the five basic stages, would you denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, they don't always happen in a linear fashion. They overlap. Some days are better than others, etc. cetera. Uh, and each stage requires a kind of intervention or interaction with the person so that they feel um, the normalcy or universality of that emotion of that stage without coming under any kind of condemnation so that they can kind of, I say, this is kind of a roadmap. So when you're feeling these things, it's not permanent and you're not crazy. Mm. These are important stages of the process, whether you're the sick person or you're the family of the sick person. Right. You, we'll all experience those things. Yeah. So I've seen that happen over and over again with people where uh, we've had to work with the family members especially so that they can deal with the stress of feeling so helpless yeah. in the face of the illness. Um, and also the, for us, the, the faith factor is so important. Yeah. Uh, God is so gracious to me that before I even was trained as a therapist, my, one of my first outings as a believer, mm. I was being mentored by the Jews for Jesus. I'm a Jewish believer in yeah. Jesus. And my mentor took me to a hospital. He had been working with this young Jewish man who was dying of AIDS. And I had seen death before. I held my grandfather when he died. I had worked as a hospital orderly, so I had been around death. I had seen bodies yep. in my time. But I had never seen this level of devastation yeah. to a human form. This was just skin on bones with just barely anything there. Wow. And so my mentor had me read a psalm out loud as I stood there weeping, watching this young man. And he said to him, David, do you 
remember everything that I've said. Now, this person was on a respirator. He was not present, okay. we thought. But tell you what, they are present, Absolutely. as you know. Absolutely. And so, so he was just this bag of bones breathing. And my friend said, do you remember all the words I've, we've spoken together about Yeshua, mm. about Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, and salvation? And as God is my witness, this man could not speak. He was in the last stages. He, he raised his hand as if at an altar, as if at a Billy Graham campaign. Yeah. He raised his hand and put it back down and died the next day. And I know he is with the Lord. It's interesting, and you're right. I have seen uh, many of those type of experiences of individuals, um, you know, in some cases what people call bedside confessions and etc. cetera. Uh, and it is, it's a very profound thing to be able to witness or be a part of. There is no question about that. Catherine, as a, as a seminar facilitator and as one who also uh, partakes in having some of these discussions and dialogues, um, I want to frame this question this way. Uh, it is my belief that we still as believers in the world of faith, uh, certainly within Christianity, in some cases still are very much working through denial when it comes to end of life, end of stage care that we don't really handle and manage very well. What say you to that and what say you about that? So I say that we are a spirit. We live, we, we, ha, we are a spirit. God's given us a spirit, and he wants that spirit to become alive. And that's our main destination is go, we're going somewhere in this walk of faith. Yeah. We, have a, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And some people are thinking that we want to make this, this life as long as we can, but we're going to a better place where there is beauty and peace and um, just beyond uh, the glory of God is where we're heading. And we want to also keep our focus on that. You know, do what we can here on this earth and grow yes. as people, but that there's a better place that we're going to. I think that we're, we're, it's natural to fight death. It's natural to fight death, and it's natural to want to stay here for our loved ones. Okay. But God has given us um, a, a, an ability to know that we're going to a better place, a resting place, yeah. and that we will see our loved ones again. Yes. It's a fact. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important that people have that Prince of Peace come into their life and, and know for sure where they're going. And so, yeah. So with that rub, so let's get down to the nitty gritty and where the meat is in the coconut, yes. is if it's part of our human nature and our human uh, resistance to fight and resist death, so there's a mental and an emotional a rub there that we're struggling with, despite being believers, despite everything that you've just stated, which is absolutely correct. I preach it at every funeral that, you know, we should not grieve as those who have no hope, that we're going to be caught up again in the air. We're going to meet our loved ones with Jesus, et cetera, et cetera, as I paraphrase. As professionals uh, from ministry and from therapy, how do we help people manage through that transition of fighting and resisting coming to terms with end of life. And again, I, I want to be clear. We're not saying that we're quitting and giving up at all. We're trusting and believing God. But there does come a time and a place that at some point we have to say, okay, this appears to be where we're heading now. How can we potentially uh, licensed therapist, professional, uh, seminar uh, facilitator, how can we help family members? Because it's been my experience that death and dying typically is not difficult for the one who's dying. It's more difficult typically for the people and the loved ones who get left behind. Help me out with that. What do you do? What do you say? 
Well, it may seem like a departure, but I'll tie it together. One of the things we learned from marriage counseling is I'll often ask Catherine when she's going through something, and she will with me as well, is this something you want me to fix or something you just want me to listen yeah. to? Yeah. And you I'm know, it less <laughs> and so it's you know it's similar with the bereaved, and it's similar with the dying. That is this a time for me to instruct and to intervene and to speak into, or is this a time just for me to be with the person? Okay. And there's a there's a difference. They're both valid, but they, they there's a sort of a, a nuanced difference to them. And there's a time to just let it be, be with them, and just help them uh, experience what they're experiencing. And then there's a time to bring hope and bring a word and bring an encouragement. So the ministry of presence I'm hearing in that regard, because one of the great gifts that chaplaincy has taught me over 24 years is the gift of learning how to listen and be still and be available. What say you, Catherine? One of the ancient traditions that the Jewish people have is called sitting Shiva. And it basically is when somebody has passed that they basically come and just sit for seven days and they don't try to, to, to convince them about how, how much better they're feeling. Mm. They're just sitting and being with the, and taking care of maybe food or, or just the, the basic needs, right, Miles? So it's, it's, yeah. it's a very beautiful cult- cultural tradition of recognizing that there is comfort in just somebody being with you. And then also the, the Mourner's Kaddish is all about life. It's all about what they pray at the different services. It's all about how great God's life is and so it's the it's the magnifying of that I love when my Gentile wife is more Jewish than me <laughs> so she's also more kosher than me by okay, the way that's okay. a side story but um, but yes what she's talking about is that ministry of presence that you spoke of it's actually in the Hebrew tradition in the Jewish tradition which we can adapt as Christians is is it, seven days of sitting and not speaking until spoken to so let the grieving people lead the conversation mm. Don't give them two-bit answers. Don't give them your best whatever. Mm. Just be there. Let them lead it. And then there's a process of bringing them further and further into life again. But uh, there's, there is that idea of uh, when, to, when to speak and when to be silent. So uh, in some Percy McRae, Reverend McRae language, let them drive the bus. We are not driving the bus. We are fortunate and privileged that they allow us to ride with them through this process. And there's something glorious and wonderful in being part of and present with individuals through those moments. I know it seems gloomy and dark, but there is a privilege to be able to do that. So allow them to drive the bus as I synthesize what you've just stated, and then understanding at the end of the day that there's a power uh, in allowing some time to allow that process to unfold. And again, I love this piece, and I think we violate this so often with some of our Christian theology, not throughout your best you know, wrote responses about what you think may have happened and why this took place. And at at the end of the day, you're just guessing, quite frankly, and you're doing a disservice in many cases to the scenario and situation. It's really good, Percy, because the, the, uh, the one who is ill and the closest families have a strong detector of when somebody's snowing them or yeah. giving them a two-bit answer yeah. or just kind of repeating what they heard on television or from a sermon or whatever. And so it's really important to, have, to be vigilant about that, to be sensitive to the, to the needs of the moment and allow, as you say, I like that, I'll take that, by the way. You can. Uh, to allow them to drive the bus. Catherine? I agree. I know without a shadow of a doubt that there is a better place that we're going to and that God has written our name in that Lamb's Book of Life and that there is a beautiful destiny for all of us there. So my takeaway as we try to close is simply this. Death and dying is complicated. 
Death and Dying is not a cookie cutter format of of a of a Arthur Murray dance steps, you know, steps two through fourteen. Uh, people grieve differently in different ways under different sets of circumstances. Uh, the final takeaway, basically, from what I'm hearing from you guys, is this: have faith in God. I mean, the idea is that we need to. Uh, allow God to drive the bus, really, and to be in sync with Him as He leads each person through their experience. And regarding those who are without the faith, you never know what is happening in the final moments, and you never know. So planting seeds and being present and being a loving presence that demonstrates and embodies the life of Christ may be doing much more than you actually know in what you hear. I'll give you an example. Um, we had a, a, our, our worship leader for Beth Shalom, for House of Peace, is a Jewish believer as well. She's like, she's like got the voice of Billie Holiday in a little white Jewish body. Wow. She's awesome. And she sings on Sunday in an in a African-American church. Wow. She leads worship there too. She's awesome. But her mommy was a Holocaust survivor. She came to our meetings for 10 years resisting Jesus. 10 years she attended our meetings. And on her deathbed, she confessed Christ to her daughter. She said, I know, I know he's my savior. So we, we see in part. Right. We see through a glass darkly. We prophesy in part. We see in part, but then face to face. So we can't think that our own thinking is the ultimate judge of what's actually happening. We need to trust that there's a whole lot we don't know. Yeah. Catherine, I'll give you the last word. How can people get in contact with what I'm calling? This is Reverend McRae. This is no legal. Any, I'm calling you guys the dynamic duo. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Uh, I love your focus. How can people get in contact with you at, to be a speaker, to facilitate a seminar, uh, to get in touch with the practice or get in touch with the ministry? I know you have a book that, yes. that you just, so let's talk about that. How can people get in contact with you? They can just go to Miles and Catherine Weiss, House of Peace or MK House. Uh, org and um, our new book that's coming out is called When Heaven Hits Home, Ancient Wisdom for Today's Couples. So we would love to help in any way we can and that Miles and Catherine, uh, Miles Weiss will take you to his practice so you can get in touch with us easily through our website. Today you have heard from Miles and Catherine Wise and I have been privileged to have you both on the show. I bless you. Uh, I thank you for the work. You're doing You're doing some of the difficult work of ministry. I often tell people there are things that we consider to be fun in ministry, but this is hard work, talking about relationships and marriages and dealing with death and dying, and again, mining for the gold that's inside of people. I love that expression. I'm going to use that. You can use my expression. I'm going to use yours, okay? And if you can't give me any cash, at least give me some credit. And so with that today, this has been Reverend Percy McRae on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. God bless you both. Shalom and and go forth and continue to chop the wood. Amen. Thank you, thank you. All right, Percy, thanks for bringing that to us here today. By the way, the website information that the Wises gave, we'll put in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com so you who are listening right now can follow up on what they were talking about. Absolutely. And if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. You can do that on the phone at 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Our guests always add so much to this program each time we come on, and uh, no exception here today. These were great people that I was introduced to. I was not aware of their ministry or or their work, and uh, met them at the uh, National Religious Broadcasters uh, Conference, and we sat down and had just some um, heartfelt and robust conversation around ministry and counseling and they share wonderful nuggets of insight and wisdom and, yeah, and what again, a delightful couple and, and and what's interesting about this couple is that again uh the husband is a uh, messianic jewish believer and the wife uh is not and they they got together and and they married and they've teamed up and as i stated i call them the dynamic duel because they were <laughs> they had so much energy in their teamwork and their their focus and approach uh to marriages and to relationships and health Helping people work through struggles uh, of life was just profound, and they shared some tremendous thoughts with us around the subject of death and dying. Yeah, for instance, you know, their goal is to bring out the gold in couples. I've never, ever, I've heard, uh, you know, we're mining, I heard that we're helping to refine, but at the end of the day, the Bible says that God wants to try us and refine us like pure gold. Well, what is the purpose of gold as we understand it within the natural world that we live in? Gold is to be mined and used and and to be utilized. And so uh, if we have buried treasure inside of us, and I certainly believe that we do, Wayne, I look at you, you you're full of wisdom and pearls of knowledge and great grace. That's gold that's useful and has value to it. One of the things that they said that they're committed to as a couple is to help draw out the gold that are that is in God's people. I love that expression. Yeah, my ears perked up too when I heard that. It means we all have value and purpose, and, and sometimes it's overlooked and it needs to be dug for, but there's gold in them there hills. <laughs> <laughs> and they have such an eternal perspective. That's what we need, isn't it? We need to have the long view. Well, particularly when we talk about the subject of death and dying, it needs to be placed into its proper context. And the the contextual framework as a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, and of course, everyone doesn't necessarily ascribe to a faith in Christ, but as a believer in Christ, death is a transitional dynamic that takes us to a greater existence of being and living, if you will. And so when we when we talk about uh, the decaying and the and the and the death of this mortal body that we live in. Uh, the late great Dr. Miles Monroe referred to the physical body as a dirt house <laughs> because the, the the chemical makeup and biological makeup of our physical being is yep. made up of the same components of the, the yep. dirt of the earth. Dust to dust. And that's why that scripture speaks to that and says that because, again, it goes right back to that basic chemical makeup, which is where God formed the original first body of the spirit and life that he blew in it called Adam or Adam. And so uh, he took uh, some dirt and he formed that natural body and he blew the breath of life in it. Well, we're going to lay that 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 dirt house down at some point. Mm. But the spirit that lives inside of that house, that that the soul that lives in that dirt house is transitioning into a greater uh, reality of existence that's going to stand before the triune living God and it's going to be living without limitations because, see, we are limited inside of this three-dimensional body. So at some point, this body has to be laid down. We still struggle with that, and we still work through that. And that's one of the reasons why I believe uh, the statement that was made uh, by Catherine in particular is that that it's natural to fight what we call death 
because God has put inside of us an eternal spirit. He's put life in us, that's not ex- death. That's exactly right. And it's, and it's not going to die. It's going to live on forever. And I feel su- such sadness. Uh, and she made reference to this. And I want to really take a moment to tie into this. We live in a current generation in a world that is struggling with the idea of eternal life and with the idea of there being a creator and a God and that this is just all there is to our life. And when we cease to exist, there's nothing else. And what a sad way to live in the world that we live in, because the greatest uh, moment of anticipation for believers in God through Christ is that we're going to stand before the true and living God unrestrained and see him in his full manifestation of glory. Yes. And we will exist in that reality, though we're not experiencing that right now because it's limited to the dirt house that we're walking around (laughs) in. So death becomes a necessary a dynamic to really transition us to stand in that place. But we've got to work through the mental and the emotional attachment of the life. The only life that we know and understand right now is the life in this three-dimensional world. And I'm so glad that you all talked about the fact that death is harder on those who stand by and watch than it is on the dying. I, I feel like I've been mentored by some wonderful, great saints who have died in the Lord and really have shown me how to do that. And it's one of the reasons why we have several scriptures that talk about uh, blessed are they who die in the Lord, great are they who die in the Lord, because, again, what, what, what we get to experience under those circumstances, and you're exactly right, uh, as I've often said, I want to practice to have a glorified death, Wayne. I want to, when I die, I want to go out in a blaze of glory. I love the Viking tradition that when when their loved ones died, they put them on a boat and and they put uh, flowers and they set that boat on fire and then they they pushed it off the shore and they stood there and watched that blaze of fire of that spirit being lifted and released. Metaphorically, I want to die in a blaze of glory where I, my spirit is being lifted and released because I want to embrace that moment of, of freedom being released from the dirt house, as I've, ex, as I've explained, mm-hmm. because we're going to be released into the presence and the glory of God. Typically, that is not difficult for those who are dying because most often, and there's some research that suggests that many times those who are dying, they know that they're dying. Yeah. And in many cases, they've come to terms with well, that. Well, God's grace. That's exactly right. But is but the major struggle can be, in many cases, is dealing with the fallout of those who are left behind, who have to let go of their loved one that's yes. leaving from them. And that yeah. becomes extremely difficult yeah. because we have, you know, we love our loved ones. We have close ties and they mean something to us. And we're struggling with the idea of what do we do now without them. So there is a mental and emotional uh, loss and sense of separation that we are still perfecting and working on how to do better. And quite frankly, many people don't do very well under those circumstances. I had a grief counselor share with me one time that very often we grieve so deeply over what we lost because of lost opportunity. Yes. Rather than how much we lost because of a rich relationship with the person. And that can be a very uh, uh incredible dynamic of of sense of regret. Yes. You know, things that I would have liked to have said or things that I should have done if I could have spent more time. So the great lesson for us is live so that you grieve because of how much you love the person and how much you had in uh, you know, just in common with them. Make every day count. And for those that are close to us and love us, we need to tell people that we love them. We need to show that we love them. We need to forgive 
each other and allow ourselves to be forgiven so that we can repair and restore re- damaged and broken relationships. So, yes, when it comes to that moment, that's not what we're grieving over at that point. Right. And it's an important thing to understand. Well, we've opened the conversation here today, and we want it to continue. Our resource is entitled, When Your Loved One is Dying. And I think you'll find great hope and strength when you take advantage of this free resource from healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download it, read it, share it with others, talk about it. Use it as a jumping off point to talk with your loved ones about death and dying. When Your Loved One is Dying is available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Can we come back to the scripture? That was so appropriate for the day. Yes, because what our our spiritual nugget for today helps us to understand that there is a strength and a power that we can draw upon and we can rely upon if and when uh, we are faced with uh, the moment of death or anything else that we're facing that may be challenging us mentally and emotionally as it pertains to the love of God. Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 38 and 39 For I am persuaded, and the key to this scripture is the first three words. We have to be persuaded, Wayne. We can't be guessing and wondering, which means we've got to get locked into a position of understanding who God is to us and with us. And when that happens, then we can say, for I am persuaded, as the Apostle Paul states here, that neither death, he starts off on the top of the list with death, nor life, because... Many of us in life also are dealing with tough things that are trying to separate us from the love of God. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. In other words, there may be things coming around the pipeline I'm not even aware of that may try to shake me. None of those things, he says, 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, I love this language, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And what does the love of God promise to us? That God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That he will be with us even until the end of the ages. That his grace is sufficient for us. That we can do all things through Christ. That he is our rock and our shield and our buckler. So when we run across death or anything else that tries to challenge that, we have something to hold on to that at the end of the day, we have the love of God. Well, I'm so glad you were a part of our discussion here today of dying. And if you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and subscribe and leave a review there as well. And don't forget to receive our free resource when your loved one is dying. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, we're going to wrap this one up, but God bless you. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Love you all. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit
visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.